Hey friends, it's Lacey and Drew here today. We are going to talk about natural medicine and how we still believe that that is the way forward and out of this crisis. And even though we're living in scary times, we still have full faith in what these natural options have to offer and hope to share a little bit about that with you and give you some hope. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life Podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better, and mostly we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. Hey everyone, it's me, Lacey. And me, Drew. <laughs> and we're excited about the topic today. I've just been kind of compelled to start talking more about natural medicine and nature's tools and how we should really put more stock in what they have to offer. I keep seeing the word science flying around and that seems to align itself with sort of modern technologies and what the world and healthcare is doing. Uh, but I don't think it's accurate. I think when we think about science, we have to remember where science even comes from. Well, it's funny you say that because I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day that, you know, in the science world, not very long ago, scientists were certain the earth was flat. And they were also very certain that the earth was the center of the solar system. So yeah, science changes. Science changes. Science yeah. is... I guess flu- even more fluid. Recently, Could we say fluid? Maybe fluid's the right word. Maybe it's like I think about it. Start like studying like the universe, like the solar system. It's just the depths of it we'll never really know. Right. So I think it's just one of those things where there's always more to uncover. But one of the things that I think about is you know in recent years a lot of doctors have been recommending opioids as a great way to treat pain and. We have suffered greatly as a result of that. And, you know, science from what they were saying indicated that opioids were a safe option. And we know now that they aren't really a safe option. They cause all kinds of issues and addictions and can cause long-term damage for folks. And there's lots of other examples of that kind of thing, of medicine recalls and even food recalls, things that we eat that we call food that we've found out further down the line are actually really a detriment to our health. Like, let's talk about like DDT and, you know, how great of an idea that was to spray on crops or glyphosate i think though like it's not that we're scientists bashers no absolutely not. there's room for science and there's room for it but i think there's also room to think and embrace maybe natural medicine as well, more of the we, early science right we forget that science is actually the study of nature really i mean because everything comes from nature it's all a starting point in nature and you know the first scientists were just folks paying attention to the the chemicals found in the world as it is. And so what happens nowadays is we isolate these things and then we synthesize these things and then we, we kind of extrapolate bits of nature and, and put them into products that we can patent and then charge more for because they've been patented. Uh, patented and that's sort of the process nowadays we, we're in a in a money-driven society which you know there's nothing wrong with that but I do think we need to be aware that what is driving us away from plants and from nature is more of a financial thing I think than we're, we're really giving giving an, credit. an effort to boost the profit yeah to, to manufacture something that you can 
put your label on and then charge a premium for. I think what, can we dive into it a little bit more? Because sure. I think one of the things that was, has always fascinated me is like, like silicidic acid that comes out of willow, right? Or is mm. it birch? Willow, birch, um, yeah. wintergreen. It, it is a compound that like, when you find it in nature, there's a lot of other chemicals and things going on that make it effective right off of the plant. And we took it in, you know, took that just one little piece and it does its job in like aspirin. Mm -hmm. But I think with all plants, with all natural things, when you have it all combined together, again, it's that diversity Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Wholeness. The wholeness. Yeah. Just like anything else, when it's all working in unison, the way it was made, we get a better product. Mm, we get a more holistic product and, we, and it works on so many different levels. And, and oils offer a really great example of that. Plant products in general offer, you know, maybe you make a tea or something similar and you get a lot of the benefits from not just the, the ingredient that you're seeking, maybe it's vitamin C, but alongside that you also get access to amino acids and, and things that you didn't even know were there, but because this is a whole and complete product, you're getting something very, very nutritional on many yeah. levels. So yeah. yeah, I think when we're talking about science too, I mean, you can break down plants and, and the different uh, proteins and chemistry that they're made of uh, down to like the, the most basic ingredients. But when you start taking those apart and then synthesizing them, you're really altering the potential impact and turning it into something that can come with a lot of different side effects. Because when our bodies use these synthetics, they just don't know how to process them. Like they know how to process the whole pieces together. Yeah. So I see in our notes, the next thing is comparing it to a field. How, mm. how are you? I'm going to let you compare it to oh, the field. Well, I think again, it's diversity, you know, and I, I hit on that a little bit, but if you look at a field, to me, automatically, it's a pasture. In a pasture, we want that diversity. We're actually sitting up at the schoolhouse right now recording this, and behind us is a pasture that was basically pillaged, raped and pillaged. I hate using that term, but that's what it feels mm-hmm. like out in that field. And then scalped. Um, and then scalped. For decades. For tobacco. Mm-hmm. And um, the topsoil washed away down into the woods, down into the creek, down into our pond. Probably out to the neighbors, out, out eventually to the ocean, you mm-hmm. know, and I mean, that in itself is a long rant of uh, what that caused. But what we are left with, what we have out there is very little topsoil mm-hmm. when we got it. We're building that back now. But um, a lot of weeds that come in and our neighbor, you know, you guys who have, have heard our stories before probably have heard, you know, our neighbor thinks like the milk thistles growing out there are a horrible thing but the milk thistles indicate something else is going on and and they bring their own set of nutrients and restore restorative properties for the field and so when those things pop up in the field it's a sign of your like the health of the field doing its thing It, it it's coming back to its fullness and that's the course it has to take right exactly so like the milk thistle is the only plant out there that allows magnesium into the soil mm. so if we get rid of those the soil can't heal it will never restore right yeah i think so when i thought about our health and comparing it to a field i think a lot of times we think you know the best case scenario is to intervene and to do something in order to prevent any negative outcomes or to enhance outcomes or what have you and this is something people do in gardening and farming in general and have it's been more and more and more and what happens is 
when you apply something to a field that's a synthetic or a fertilizer, an outside resource of any kind really, you have to recognize that that is going to have an impact on the field that's going to change that healing process. It's going to interfere with that healing process and it may even be a detriment because what might happen is it kills all that milk thistle and you never restore that magnesium balance and so you're just constantly going to be trying to fill that niche yourself and it just becomes this exhaustive process and that happens with our health at the same time and we need to be aware of that that even in the face of something that's terribly scary the best thing that we can do is support our bodies in that healthful filling in those niche blanks like magnesium is a really great example and zinc and vitamin D and vitamin C and and eating foods that our bodies are meant to to have and building up bacteria and all that diversity is building in a healthy ecosystem in our body and we all can do that. And one of the things about the field that we're sitting in front of that I love the most is it's we've only owned it for about a year and a half and really been only moving our animals and and doing it letting it do it do its thing for about a year and a half. But the healing that has happened on that field in that amount of time is phenomenal and sure. it's yeah. an, an crazy crazy example of how quickly the earth will do what it needs to do to get to where the healthful state is and and when it's in its healthful state it will do amazing things for us too and for our animals and on and on well you know and i think about it like sitting here i think like a prime example of that in human health is like uh autoimmune diseases mm -hmm. you know like um the bacteria is gone, bad bacteria is in present. Mm -hmm. And because of that, like people throw all kinds of medications on it rather than getting to that Often, core yeah. getting to that core issue and, and just what's making the, things you worse. Know, what are the root causes of autoimmune? It could be a genetic thing that's triggered by an influence like a food, a dietary intake, a, a medicine, anything like that. And what often happens is the second you introduce another medicine, you're kind of taking yourself one step a step away from the process of actually healing because food is meant to be what completes us and what meets our needs. And medicines are more like using a fertilizer or a chemical and throwing it on the process because it interferes with the process of your body instead of stimulating the processes of your body, which when you're talking about holistic treatment, and that could be acupuncture, it could be chiropractic, it could be just a simple massage, it can be using essential oils and supplementation. All of these things are pieces of that holistic treatment. What happens is your body is triggered to perform how it was designed to perform, which is completely perfection our bodies were designed by the most perfect creator and he made us to fit in this environment and this environment has the answers that we need scripture talks about it history is just clear that people relied on nature and what it offers for centuries and decades and thousands of years I mean even back to the times of the Pharaohs they prized and valued these natural resources like frankincense and myrrh and cypress and all of these things for their health they weren't you know they didn't take for granted that these were their medicines and that they had they were prized and valued yeah and i guess i think like for me the main point of this is just that we can heal we can support our immune system we can get better and doing the right things the right steps can bring us there so just having you know taking the time to research mm. and learn a little bit more about your body you know we're all sitting at home, a lot of us scared and not sure what to do. Mm. Start learning more about how your body works. Yeah. Not not necessarily from profit, you know, profit driven, driven scientists or politicians, mm. but really kind of dive into 
you know, natural medicine. I know that I'm just 100% confident that my body, I can give my body the tools it needs to heal and to have a healthy immune system. Mm. That comes from a lot of things, you know, and it's not just necessarily medicine as we think of medicine, but, you know, reducing stress, reducing fear, um, reducing anxiety, the food that we eat, the quality of that food that we eat, the quality of the water that we drink, Mm -hmm. getting outside, grounding, meditation, you know, like all of those things are part of ancient medicine that we've gotten away from. I mean, if you look at Eastern medicine, that's all part of it. That's all part of what a healthy body looks like. And, you know, instead we're reliant on, you know, I was going to try and avoid the topic, but we're relying on wearing a mask and staying six feet apart from people. And that's it. Um, That's not medicine. I think what we're doing now is trying to control the situation in a way that feels like sanitary, maybe, instead of falling back on the idea of, um, you know, we get to sit back and watch nature unfold before us. And while there are elements that we can participate in and we can manipulate a bit to get to our desired outcome, there's only so much that you can control. I mean, we can't control how much rain we get. We can't control how much, you know, light we get necessarily. We just are working within the confines of nature. And I think sometimes right now, especially people are turning to somebody who's going to tell them exactly what to do to protect themselves. And the truth is that we can't know for sure. We can't be exactly 100% in control of every particular situation or outcome. And that feels a little scary. It feels a little unsafe and unsure and insecure. And the truth is, though, anyone who is telling you that you're less than whole and you need something uh, synthetic to make you whole and and well and safe and um, a good you know healthy body is selling you something and ultimately anything that we need is around us for us to take and and have um, if you think about early early people you know they didn't have somebody telling them they didn't even really have access to doctors and I'm not saying I want to go back to that I think doctors can be great. But I think we need to look at the whole picture. And when we blanketly say that all people need one treatment, it's a very risky business. And yeah, that's for sure. Doing more of intervening instead of letting nature take its course and letting the creator support us however he designed to support us. I think I think we're just messing with things and getting a little bit. Honestly, people talk about a lot of holistic medicine as voodoo. And I tend to think of... Uh, these concoctions that they're creating and that and these made up protocols that feels like voodoo to me because it has nothing to do with nature and when you work and live in nature you see that you know all, all things will balance and it won't even take that long if we give it the time and the space and the in the room so anyway it was just something that i think is really relative right now like we all need to know more about our bodies and that's something that we can learn and how our bodies interrelate with nature is a really important element of being our whole well selves. I think a lot of times we fall into the trap of what's easier, what's faster, what's cheaper and all three of those things pay a a tax on our health in one way or another and it seems like okay well if I just quicken and and do this intervention then it's going to spare me but the truth of the matter is there's going to be a repercussion and we don't know what that might be right now but there's always There's always a side effect when you use anything in nature, whether it's antibiotic or antiviral or, you know, when we treat our sheep, which we've been known to do sometimes for worms with a dewormer, what happens? Well, 
sure it might knock the worms out of them but it actually weakens them in the long run and then it also kills worms in the soil and the good worms that we need in the soil to create a healthier environment for the sheep and so I think that we need to realize that maybe we won't see the instantaneous effects of our interventions but they will play out yeah so this is something that we've been studying and learning for how many years now like oh, a couple ten, decades yeah yeah a long time and we'd love to help you more if this is something that you're interested in learning more about and i think the best spot to come is to our uh, group right now it's on facebook and join us there and open up some discussion let's talk more about it and if you like this episode we'd love to have you leave a review and let us know what you think if you don't like this episode leave us a review and tell us that too <laughs> I think it's totally okay that we disagree. In fact, I hope that you know where you stand one way or the other is really probably the most important thing. And then just be open-minded. I'm open-minded to talk to other people about what they think and how they came to those conclusions. And, you know, vice versa. I think that leaving space for new and different understanding is a super important part of all of the situation that I think we're all coming to terms with. Exactly. All right. Thank you, everybody. And have a great day.